0: It's Wake Up Wyoming, with Glenn Woods.
1: It's a Tuesday, and temperatures are actually starting off in the positive numbers today. Still in the single digits, but in the positives. Anyway. Oh, I know some of you are probably in the negative numbers, but we're slowly getting out of this. It's Wake Up Wyoming.
2: Warning. This show contains reference to guns, liberty, limited government, low taxation, the cult of climate change, free thinking, cigar smoking, short people, rubber chickens, Karen's bureaucracy, liberal buzzwords, tour runs, traffic, toilets, terrible jokes, and more. No apologies will be issued. Guest callers may express any opinion they want without fear of being cancelled. Unless you're a loudmouth jerk like Dave, then Glenn will hang up on you. Strap in, hold on to your coffee. And feel free to participate.
1: This disclaimer does not report to every person named Dave. Just one particular Dave from San Francisco. We know a lot of Daves. They call this show all the time, and they're great people. So don't call this program and complain that we use your name. That would be a real Dave move, Dave. Okay, so I came across a... You know, I'm not big on polls, right? I'm really not up on... Yeah, most of them are garbage. Now and then, though, they bring something up, which I think, well, that's interesting, though. I'm not sure if I still believe the numbers or not. I don't know. But it's interesting. Here's a headline for you from Gallup, which of course does all those useless polls I'm always complaining about. They say more people are citing government as the top U.S. problem. Inflation is raking second. So says, more Americans uh, name the government as the top problem in Gallup's latest poll, which encompasses the rocky start of the 118th Congress term with a high, uh, high prices, inflation remaining the second most, what well, the biggest problem that America is facing right now. Amid other elevated tensions on the U.S. border, illegal immigration, and edged up about 3% to 11% mentions the economy. So let's see, I'll just go through the graph here. Okay, so number one problem in America, government, poor leadership. Okay, that's up to 21%. Now that's not 21% of the population, but as they break it down, what's the number one problem? Inflation came in at 15% of the people saying number two. So inflation's number two. Immigration's three. Uh, unifying the country, number four, number five, race relations, poverty is number six, crime and violence, number seven, and ethics, morality, and family decline comes in after that. So you get the idea. Where they say, well, and I'd like to know how many people did they survey for something like this? They might say, let's see, poll. Here we go, January second, twenty twenty-two, is but and then they did it again just recently. And they also talk about the president in here. Okay. Well, what I want to do is more of a breakdown of who exactly did they talk to? How many people did they survey? Now, let's break it down by party just for the fun of it. So it is interesting that people saying government is the number one problem is the same whether you're a Democrat or a Republican. Both point to government as the problem and both will say inflation comes in second. Immigration ranks low among Democrats as a problem, high among Republicans. Economy in general, both agree it's a problem. How much though, how intense, depends on which party you're talking to, but both Democrat and Republicans then have in fourth place the economy. Moral and ethical decline. Republicans see that as a big problem Democrats barely do. Race relations, Republicans barely see that as a problem. Democrats see that as a huge problem. Oh, this is another one. When it comes to the environment, you know, because we're supposed to be in a climate crisis, right? Now, this I find very interesting. So Republicans look at the environment as not a problem, Okay, climate change being natural and so on. And, and that's not to say Republicans want to pollute CO2 is not a pollutant. They just look at it as, no, we're not in some climate crisis. Democrats, however, see that as a big problem. But if you're thinking, well, it's got to be the number one, actually it ranks really low. It's not a top priority for Democrats it's way down there near the problem that, that, that's not what you're told by news media outlets and many other people tell you that oh no no we're in a climate crisis we need to be in panic mode even democrats who do see this as a problem it's way down low on their priority scale according to this poll also and here's something that really hits at home for me that that one does but the next one you hear oftentimes about income inequality, the gap between the rich and the poor. Well, according to this Gallup poll, Republicans, conservatives, libertarians, don't see that as a problem at all. I've said that many times. As long as you're honest, you can be as successful as you want. If you become a multi-billionaire, did you do it honestly? Well, good. Congratulations. Now. Democrats see the gap between the rich and the poor as a problem. Here again, it ranks really low on their priority scale. But they do see that as a problem. That's really interesting to me. Assuming, and I'm just going to have to toss out the assumption, Mm -hmm. that this poll has anything correct. Okay, and then they break down all sorts of other things in his research, but let's get back to the top of this. Now, when we say, because we haven't really defined our terms here, that among both Democrats and Republicans, both see that government is the main problem, and they include in there government and poor leadership. So, what exactly do you mean by government is the problem? In what way? So you might see some people say, well, we need just better people in there. Okay. But you'll hear a person like me say, yeah, but we need less of it. We need far less government than we currently have. We have way too much government. They have way too much power. If you want to fix the problem of government being the problem, then we need to greatly reduce the size and power of government. You might find some people more on, let's say, the Democrat side of the argument, oh, no, we need, and I often hear this as an argument, we need more taxes. Government needs to come in and solve the following problems. So you see, there's a difference between those of us who will say that government is the problem, we need less of it, and government is broken, we need to get in there and fix it with more government. Big difference between the two, right? So that's what the Gallup poll shows, which I thought was interesting. Again, I still don't trust polls, but I find the conversation that they're starting in this one interesting anyway. All right, we're coming up on 615 real soon here. I do have a story up on the Wake Up Wyoming site that all Wyoming roads are open. They're sketchy, and they're going to get sketchier as the wind picks up blowing a whole lot of snow and ice around, and where you can expect that. So we'll talk about that throughout the morning. Watch out for that, because the temperatures will be getting warmer, but that brings in the wind, and that blows everything around, and then roads close again. 6.15, wake up Wyoming.
0: Sometimes the best way- Wyoming, wake up Wyoming with Glenn Woods on K2 Radio. Join in at 888-97-WOODS or the Wake Up Wyoming mobile app.
1: 618 is the time. It's Wake Up, Wyoming. My name is Ledwood. Thanks for joining me. All right, so it's every now and then this happens, I'm going to push things aside for a minute. I just noticed something. I was looking over at the ridiculously large television that they put in the studio with me, in which case I keep a channel up there, Fox News Raw. And what they really do on that is they now and then there's a reporter or an anchor on there. Mostly not, though. In most cases what they do is just show me what's happening around the country. There might be several screens up on the television at once where there's just raw video of what's happening somewhere. In this particular case, though, they did have a reporter on one of those screens. And this was a case that I remember telling you guys about a while ago. And I just have a question for reporters about this. So there was a guy who owns a... Well, he drove off a cliff in California with his family in the car. Now, everybody survived. That doesn't mean they're not banged up, but they survived. All right, so every time the story is reported, this guy's going to be charged with attempted murder. Every time the story is reported, they always have to say a Tesla driver... Why are you bringing up the car? What does the car have to do with it? The guy had his family in his car, and he drove it off a cliff, trying to kill himself and everybody inside. Why bring up the Tesla, right? This brings back, and we talked about this uh, maybe, I think, last month. Back in the days when Rush Limbaugh was still on the air, he loved calling out. News media, because every time somebody had a problem with an SUV, they would blame the SUV. So, for example, there was one case where some nutball turned his vehicle into a crowd of people in a major city and just plowed them down. Just some guy who's got mental disorders of some kind. And he took his vehicle and he drove through a crowd of people. And so the story is reported SUV drives through crowd of people as if the SUV was acting on its own. I told you another story about a woman. She was in Tallahassee, Florida. And she's at the top of a parking garage in Tallahassee. She accidentally hits the accelerator when she meant to hit the brake. And she, and I, th- it was that or she was in uh, four when she meant to be in reverse. I think that was actually a. And so she ends up going through this barrier. She's way up, several stories up in a parking garage and falls all the way down in her vehicle, crashes below, dies. Very unfortunate. The story is SUV plunges off as if the SUV itself decided to commit suicide and take her with it. And so the SUV just plows right off the top of the parking garage down to its death below, taking the driver with it. I always thought it was really interesting how Limbaugh pointed this out. Why are you in your stories blaming the SUV for this? It's not the SUV's fault. It's the driver. And this is as bad as blaming the gun whenever there's a shooting somewhere. Well, you got to blame the gun. It wasn't the gun. It was the person holding the gun that you blame. What tool they use doesn't matter. The fact that they did this heinous crime matters. So I go back to what I was just watching on television here. Tesla driver. Now, they didn't directly blame the Tesla. Tesla driver charged with attempted murder after driving off a cliff with his family. Are we now to believe that Tesla drivers have lost their minds? Do you blame the car? Are Tesla drivers uh suicidal, yeah, or do you just if I were the reporter, I would never have mentioned to you what kind of vehicle the guy was driving. I would just say the guy was in a vehicle with his family and he just went over a cliff trying to kill himself and everybody there yeah leave the type of vehicle out of it, it does not matter morning, John. Heidi John in Granite Canyon. Morning, Glenn. Can you ask Don to set the wind machine to medium? Is it windy where you are in Granite Canyon? I haven't looked at the numbers yet. or the uh, I like the Windy app. I just know that over the next uh, few days, as we get warmer, temperatures will rise, and temperatures rising means wind, and that means all of this snow gets blown around. And so all of the roads that just opened up, in fact, I'm going to play it for you again. Yesterday, I had written down, and I'm, uh, I thank Miss Mary for doing this as soon as she came in. This, The idea was from John and Gillette. He said, how about a disclaimer that Wyoming is closed? So Miss Mary came in, and I had a script for her, and she recorded this immediately.
2: Warning sorry, but due to winter conditions, Wyoming is closed. If you are interested in winter recreation or just passing through, we just can't help you right now. Honestly, we're okay with it. Y'all are crazy out there and we needed a break. It's cold.
1: So that's what we put together because the entire state was closed over the weekend and into Monday, things finally started to open up right now. All Wyoming roads are open. But it's sketchy out there because of the wind. Now, I do have a story for you. Oh, it is. Okay. Uh, Eddie John, he's in, again, up in Granite Canyon. He's saying, yes, it's very windy up there. Well, let me go ahead and take a look at it. Again, this is a website. It's also an app for your phone. It's called Windy. And I'm going to zero in on your area, John. And, yep, I see it. Yeah, you're dealing with some pretty... And it's not so much because the winds are blowing at 17 knots... But your gust factor is what's really killing you there. It's gusting really high. And then when we get into usual areas, like around Chugwater or stuff like that, that's where it's starting to pick up. But this is going to get even worse as we get into the next few days as things start to warm up. More wind, that's going to blow all the snow around. And all these roads that just opened up, well, they're going to start closing them again. Uh, Let's see. Jim is in Casper. He hated his car because he real oh he's okay so he's talking about the Tesla. He hated his car because he realized he had been brainwashed into buying the environmentally destructive, extremely expensive, road trip destroying, short lifespan and potentially deadly vehicle. So at this point is questioning every life decision he's made, including getting married and having kids. So ultimately, it's the car's fault and thus that is why they mentioned the car. Okay, now, Jim, I think you're on to something here. I can believe that explanation. Let me give you one, Jim. You might have heard me. You might have been busy. Don't go anywhere yet, Jim. I've got to call up the story for you. This was a story that came out of the U.K. just a few days ago. Now it's starting to filter onto to all the conservative websites. The liberal websites, news sites, will not cover this story currently cheaper to drive a gas-powered car than an electric car, and they're talking about uh, charging the vehicle. See, East Lansing, Michigan, January 24, 2023. Final quarter brought relief to the pump. Okay, and it talks about the price of gas coming down and so on. The gist of the story, and the first story I noticed came from the U.K. They noticed it in the U.K., But then electric car drivers started to pay more attention to how much they were paying for electricity to charge their car. And if you're thinking that driving an electric car is cheaper, let's just talk straight energy here, not the price of the vehicle, energy. It is cheaper to fill up your gas-powered car and drive it than it is to charge your electric vehicle and drive it. All right. Now, when gas prices soared way the hell up for a while there, for just a short little while, it was cheaper to drive an electric vehicle. But that didn't last long. Gas prices have come. They're still high. Gas prices are still high. But the prices are coming down. Enough so that if you get in your electric vehicle and charge it up, So a gas-powered car costs about um, $19.96 average to operate 100 miles. Okay. And yet, so you're talking, let's round off the numbers. We'll say it's $20 to drive an electric car 100 miles. Okay, you're going to do the same thing for $12 in a gas-powered car. Now, again, we're talking very average here, right? Now, as we go to other places, now we have electric buses. Some cities, they, they're going what they think is green, but it's not. Well, we're going to go to all electric buses. So we don't have a carbon footprint, but you still have a carbon footprint with an electric bus. There's no such thing as carbon neutral or zero emissions. It doesn't exist. And then it turns out it costs more if you have a city with a, a bus system to drive around with electric buses than it does to drive around with gasoline or diesel-powered. Grandpa Rich. Tesla drivers have anything to do with uh, Teeter and the owner. Coming up on some local news we have to take care of. We're going to roll into a weather forecast right after that. Watch out for that wind in the forecast. Then you and I get back into it. Triple 97 woods and number That's 8897 woods Wake up, Wyoming.
0: from Boring Morning Radio. That man is Glenn Woods. This is Wake Up Wyoming on K2 Radio.
1: 6.36 the time. It's Wake Up Wyoming. My name is Glenn Woods. Thanks for joining me. I put up a couple of memes this morning. First off, if you go to the Wake Up Wyoming site, Miss Mary will alert this out at some point. I know, but... There's a picture from the Casper-Natrona County Airport, and they're using one of the big Tonka toys to clear the snow. There's a picture of a guy standing there with a snow shovel. He, the metal part of the shovel is on the ground next to him. He's holding the handle, right? And he's standing next to the snowdrift, and the snowdrift is as tall as him. Now, Mary looked at that and said, Maybe he's just really short. Oh, well, okay, that could be it, yeah. Maybe he's only like two foot tall, and that's what the snowdrift is. No, this snowdrift is as tall as a grown man. And I'm I'm expecting him to be like five-something, maybe not quite six foot by the way I'm looking at him. I'm guessing but by looking at this picture. And then there's one of those big mega Tonka toy snowblowers driving a path through it. Oh, by the way, Jim, if you're still listening, Runway slash 8 is closed. There's a METAR on that. It's been for several days now. They have not been able to clear that. It's just got impacted ice on it. They focused on 2-1 and kept 2-6. Just forget it. We'll get back to 2-6. So, okay, I put that up as a meme. So I show a picture of this guy with the snow drift it's been cut into, and it's as tall as him. All right? And... It says uh, Casper, Wyoming Airport, January 2023. Then underneath, I put a quote, flashback, the year 2000. Snowfalls are now just a thing of the past, according to Dr. David Vinner, senior research scientist at the Climate Research Unit, University East Anglia. Within a few years, winter snowfall will become a very rare and exciting event. Children just aren't going to know what it is and news media picked up on that and were hyperventilating about it when that came out. I don't hear them saying anything now, but uh then <clears throat> there's this story, Cowboy State Daily. They show a guy in a snowmobile having just a good time in really big, fluffy powder. And the headline is Snowmobiler's Paradise storm dumps seven feet of snow over the weekend at snowy range. So I put that up there, that headline in that picture, and underneath it as a meme I wrote, flashback 2000, quote, snowfalls are now just a thing of the past. That according to Dr. David Vinner, senior research scientist at Climate Research Unit, University of East Anglia, he says within a few years, snowfall will become a very rare and exciting event. Children just aren't going to know what it is. Now, further down, I have a picture of Al Gore. He's looking very serious in explaining. He says, this was back in 2009, Al Gore quoting another, I'm not going to say climate scientist. The guy's supposed to be a scientist, but like David Venner, he's a hack, right? So Al Gore quoting this guy said, The North Pole will be ice-free in the summer, during the summer months, by 2013 because of man-made global warming. That's a quote from Al Gore. The North Pole will be ice-free in the summer by 2013 because of man-made global warming. Under that, I wrote, I woke to negative 20 here in Wyoming. Thanks, Al. Okay. Okay. I just like pointing those things out whenever I can. Now I've got another story here. I'll do this real quick. So it's an AP news story, which means it needs correction. Most AP news stories need to be corrected for various reasons: they're incompetent and they're biased. Headline in the West: Pressure to account for water loss to evaporation. Quote: More than ten percent of the water carried by the Colorado River evaporates, leaks, or spills in the 1,450-mile powerhouse uh, as it flows through regions of dams and reservoirs and canals. Key stewards of the river ignored the massive water loss for decades instead of allocating Arizona, Nevada, uh, Mexico, Wyoming, and so on to do something about the evaporation. Hydrologists, state officials of the Western Water Experts, are saying 10% can no longer be ignored because... The West West multi-decade drought has sent water levels in key reservoirs to unprecedented lows. They just put this story up, AP News did. Have they not been paying attention to all of the snow and rain in some areas that we've been getting over this past winter? We are not just out of the drought but a lot of this stuff is filling back up it'll be a while before it completely fills back up to where we want it to be by the way we need the evaporation water evaporating out of reservoirs and rivers into the sky makes the clouds that causes the rain to fall across the land it's a cycle ap news 642, wake up Wyoming. This weather update.
0: It matters in Wyoming. It matters to wake up Wyoming with Glenn Woods. Call Glenn at 888-97-WOODS and make your voice heard. AM 1030, K2 Radio.
1: 648's the time, wake up Wyoming, and off we go to the... Icebox where Frank Gambino is waiting by. Um, Frank, every so often, I know you go out there and you see people wearing interesting hats with sayings on them and T-shirts and yeah, bumper I, stickers. And yeah,
3: I, I've seen you know uh, bumper stickers, hats. <laughs> yeah, you know, right. that, all, all, sorts all, of all that, all that kind of okay, stuff. So
1: here's one. It's very, very well done. It's got like a mountain scene with the sun rising and so on. There's an antler on it. Okay. Three zero seven. So that's one yeah, 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 yeah. It's a very popular one. It says, "I hate people."
3: <laughs> Why do you hate people? Uh, you know, I guess I mean, there's, so, there's so many reasons. I there's mean. so
1: many reasons here. Yeah, <laughs> these kinds of stickers. Actually, the out of all the different Wyoming stickers, and I remember I did a post a while back on different Wyoming sp- stickers, and that one, "I hate people," seems to be number one. I guess it's because we're such an isolated state.
3: No, it's because yeah. we've, we, you know, well, we, we're isolated, but we have proportionately, probably the same amount of knuckleheads than the rest of the country does.
1: Okay, true. But, now, have you ever driven... You've done this. You're driving across the state. You do it all the time. You're way out in the middle of nowhere, and you look over, and there's that house somewhere way out there, way, way out there. Yeah, way
3: off the road, Yes,
1: and you look at it and think, you must really hate people. (laughs) Well... They just want to get away from it. I, I guess so. I've done that when I've been out there flying with my flying buddies, and we're way out in the middle. I mean, it, the roads to get to the ranch I'm looking at below me are near impossible. Nobody knows that this guy is out there living the ranch life, and he is so far away from anything. And I look at him and think, what are you doing out here? Well, you're away from people. He hates people. Yeah, so I think the reason that that's possibly the most popular sticker for the state of Wyoming, "I hate people." Yeah, is just because people who really hate other people move out here in the middle of nowhere to get away from people.
3: You know, actually, you know, uh, the, the reality is that I, I think Wyoming has the best people. I think Wyoming they, they, does they, have the they, best people. They, they really people, do.
1: But <laughs> it's the best people who don't like other people, is what I'm saying.
3: And that's fun. Men's college basketball tonight. The Wyoming Cowboys at home in Laramie to beat Fresno State. Both of these teams are looking to turn their fortunes around as UW sits at 6-14 overall, 1-7 in Mountain West Conference play. That puts the pokes in the basement of the league, and Fresno State is near the bottom as well. They are set. They are 7-13 overall, 3-6 in Mountain West play. Bulldogs beat the Cowboys back in December. That's an 8 p.m. tip-off in the Arena Auditorium tonight. We'll have that for you on K2 Radio in Casper and KCGY in Laramie. Wyoming Cowgirl basketball team will be at home in Laramie on Thursday night to take on San Jose State. Cal girls are coming off a nice road win over Boise State on Saturday, 69-62 to get to 14-7 and overall, 7-3 in Mountain West play. Malene Peterson was named the Mountain West Conference Freshman of the Week. She threw in 17 points against Boise State and 10 points in their road win over Utah State. Douglas native Allison Furtick was named the Mountain West Player of the Week. She had 15 points and 12 rebounds versus Utah State, plus a 13.9 rebound performance against Boise State. In junior college basketball, the Casper College women, they're rated 19th the in the country this week with a record of 19-3. and They will be at home on Wednesday night at the T-Bird Gym to beat Eastern Wyoming from Torrington. Casper College men sit at 16-5. They will host EWC tomorrow night as well. The LCCC men sit at 11-7 with a road game at Northwest of Paul coming up tomorrow. The LCCC women also will be in Paul tomorrow, and the Golden Eagles are 15-5 on the year. High school basketball, while some teams played over the weekend, some did not due to the row conditions. From wildpreps.com, here are some of the team standings as of right now. On the boys' side, Cheyenne East, 12 12- and 2, Cheyenne Central 12 and 3, Laramie 9 and 6, Natrona 5 and 7, Kelly Walsh 4 and 7, Cheyenne South 4 and 10, Glenrock is 6 and 5, Burns 4 and 12, and Midwest 2 and 12. On the lady side, Laramie is 15 and 1, Cheyenne East is 12 and 1, Central 9 and 4, Natrona 7 and 6, Kelly Walsh 2 and 9, South 1 and 13, Glenrock 4 and 6, Burns 7 and 9, and Midwest is 1 and 8. High School Cross Country, Owen Burnett, who runs for Mountain View, is the Gatorade Athlete of the Year. He's the reigning 3A state champion. With a time in that championship race of sixteen oh four thirty seven, Burnett is one of the premier distance runners in the state. In track and field, he competes for Kemmerer, and he is defending 3A state champion in the 1,600 and 3,200-meter runs. That's it in sports.
1: So these games that you were just talking about that were canceled, who gets made up?
3: Well, some are just flat-out canceled, and some yeah. they've postponed like to this next week or the following week. I mean, sometimes, you know, the distance, you know, it it, it doesn't make much sense. Right. So, you know, though, some some teams are going to play less games.
1: Guess what? Yeah. We're not even in February yet. No, we're not. And that's, I kind of wonder, have you ever had a season... Where they just had to cancel so many games. Well, the the, the COVID year. Uh, Yeah, that you wonder, what are they even going to do to make this up? Or can they? Or do they just play what they can and throw it out?
3: And move on and just move on. I I normally see more of this sometimes, believe it or not, in the the spring. When we get snow in April and May, they're like, well, no track meet today. Let's just move on to the next one.
1: All right, move on. Here we go. All right, thank you, Frank. Coming up on some local business that we have to take care of. National News, local news, update on weather forecast. DJ from Gillette asked a really interesting question i'm going to get into you know as long as they want to hear in the state of wyoming sequester co2 why aren't they sequestering the number one greenhouse gas do you know what that is all right dj brought it up i'll talk about it right after news and weather wake up wyoming 6 of time. It's Wake Up Wyoming. My name is Glenn Woods. Thanks for joining me. This is your coal-powered radio show. It is, if you think about it, the way we broadcast on the radio stations and for those people who are listening off the Wake Up Wyoming app off of your phone. Well, how do we get the power generated to get this signal to you so you can listen to and participate in the program? Well, just up the road from here are some coal-fired power plants. That's how we do it.
2: And feel free to participate.
1: This disclaimer does not refer to every person named Dave. Just one particular Dave from San Francisco. We know a lot of Daves. They call this show all the time, and they're great people. So don't call this program and complain that we use your name. That would be a real Dave move, Dave. This program really survives by sarcasm and satire. So I just want to warn people up front. Over the next few minutes, I will be using a lot of sarcasm and satire. Now, sometimes there are people out there who don't get it. If you don't, then uh, don't go getting mad at me for what's about to happen. Sarcasm alert. In your face. So let's uh, go uh, real quick, DJ and Gillette. Good one, DJ. I, I think this was a great topic to bring up this morning. So she sends me a no. Morning, Glenn. Are libs going to try to sequester water vapor like they are experimenting with CO2? UW now has a huge government grant to capture and contain CO2. Without water vapor and CO2, how would the planet look? Well, first off, without CO2 and water vapor, this is a dead planet. It is. Uh, you are. By the way, you are a carbon-based life form. Just so you know. But yeah, without water vapor and without CO two, this is a dead planet. We need CO two in the atmosphere, we need water vapor. That brings us me to the next thing here. Let me see, I have a Okay. I have a water bottle that I keep next to me while I'm on the air, and it says right on the water bottle dihydrogen monoxide. And just recently, somebody was, walked in the studio and looked at it because it says warning, and it has skull and crossbones on it. Toxic if inhaled in large quantities. And then it has all sorts of warnings on it. Now, I'll put that over here and read the truth about dihydrogen monoxide. Some of you heard this. You know where I'm going with this. Some years ago, a really clever young man, Grabbed a clipboard, and he put a, um, some kind of a vest and a hat on that made him look like some official worker. And he was getting people to sign a petition. And it was to sign a petition to ban— Pardon me, I just let out the biggest sneeze. To ban dihydrogen monoxide. And he said to them, as he's holding up the clipboard with the pen for them to sign, Dihydrogen monoxide is perhaps the single most prevalent of all chemicals that can be a danger to human life. Despite this truth, most people are unduly concerned, or not unduly concerned, about the dangers of dihydrogen monoxide. And governments, civic leaders, corporations, military organizations, and citizens every walk of life seem to either be ignorant or shrug off the truth about dihydrogen monoxide as if it's not applicable to them. Well, let's go take a look. In 1997, Dihydrogen Monoxide Research Division was formed and went online to spread the truth about dihydrogen monoxide. The idea? Spread the word to the public and make them aware about the dangers of dihydrogen monoxide and its implications on the environment, on human life, on all life on this planet. Common dihydrogen monoxide scare attacks, unfortunately, some seem fit to, well, many thousands of web pages are proposed slanted propaganda to make us use more dihydrogen monoxide. But let's take a look at it. Dihydrogen monoxide is a colorless, odorless, tasteless, at times gas, at times solid, times liquid, kills uncounted thousands of people every year. Most of these deaths are caused by accidental inhalation. But some dangers of dihydrogen monoxide do not end there. Prolonged exposure in its solid form can cause severe tissue damage. Some of you know this because you've been outside over the past few days. Symptoms of dihydrogen monoxide ingestion include excessive sweating, urination, and possibility of a bloated feeling, nausea, vomiting, body electrolyte imbalance. For those who have become dependent on dihydrogen monoxide, withdrawal from it means death. Some more dihydrogen monoxide facts. Dihydrogen monoxide is also known as hydroc- uh, hydroxic, I think it's how you pronounce it, acid, and a major component of acid rain contributes to the greenhouse effect. In fact, in fact, dihydrogen monoxide is the number one greenhouse gas. If you take a look at what gases actually trap the most heat on this planet, and you can look this up, CO2 is near the bottom in its effectiveness of trapping CO2. But water vapor water vapors near the top dihydrogen monoxide is number one. dihydrogen monoxide is the most effective greenhouse gas far above way 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 above co2. And yet here in the state of Wyoming we have researchers trying to sequester CO2. But they're just letting dihydrogen monoxide up into the air like it's nothing. And it's the number one greenhouse gas. It may cause severe burns. It contributes to the erosion of natural landscape, accelerates corrosion, rusting of many metals, may cause electrical failures, and decreased effectiveness of automobile brakes has been found in tumors and cancer patients, too. Contamination contamination, pardon me, is reaching epidemic proportion. Quantities of dihydrogen monoxide have been found in almost every stream lake reservoir in America today. But the pollution is global, for that matter. It's in the Antarctic ice, it's in the Midwest, it's in the West out here with us. Now dihydrogen monoxide has many uses. Industrial solvent and coolant. It's in nuclear power plants, in the production of styrofoam. As a fire retardant. Yeah. Some people ingest dihydrogen monoxide not knowing it's used as a fire retardant. In many forms of cruel animal research, in the distribution of pesticides, even after washing procedures remains contaminated by the chemical, it's addictive. It's in every junk food that's out there. And you see how fat Americans have been getting. Stop the horror. Ban. Ban dihydrogen monoxide now when i first read all of that i decided i need to get on board with this it causes
4: millions of deaths every year it's the number one greenhouse gas it's dihydrogen monoxide a colorless odorless chemical compound which can cause death due to accidental inhalation Even in small quantities, prolonged exposure can cause severe tissue damage, a major component in acid rain, soil erosion, floods, found in biopsies of precancerous tumors. Chemical companies use dihydrogen monoxide on our fruits and vegetables, and even give it to our livestock. You've seen it billowing from smokestacks at coal-fired power plants. It's in our air, our streams, our rivers, our lakes, and it fills the ocean. The number one greenhouse gas More deadly than CO2. Call your congressman today. Ask them to ban dihydrogen
1: monoxide. So you get the idea DJ's question out there about dihydrogen monoxide and how dangerous it is. Dihydrogen monoxide, of course, is water. It's the chemical name for water. It is the number one greenhouse gas. You can go online and look at a scale. Now make sure you get the right one. Don't Google it. Use a different search engine because Google is very biased. And look for a scale of greenhouse gases. Which gases trap the most heat and which gases trap the least heat? You'll find CO2 is way at the bottom. Way, 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 way at the bottom. But water vapor clouds is by far number one. So here we are in the state of Wyoming. When you take a look at a power plant, You see all of that steam coming out. That used to be a smokestack, but now it's a steam stack because we've cleaned it up to the point that that's primarily steam coming out of there, right? Okay. So let's take a look at the CO2 coming out of that stack that they want to capture and put in the ground and not release because they think it's causing a climate crisis. Yet they let the steam just float into the air, and the steam is by far much more of a greenhouse gas than the CO2 could ever hope to be. So, but which are we sequestering? Huh. Why one and not the other? 717, Wake Up Wyoming.
0: It's quicker than a soggy morning porch paper, you need Wake Up Wyoming with Glenn Woods on K2 Radio.
1: 23 is the time it's Wake Up, Wyoming. Yes, I remember, DJ. I use it every single morning, as a matter of fact. DJ's reminding me who gave me the dihydrogen monoxide bottle. And it did, But DJ, you'll be happy to know, freak somebody out. Somebody walked into the studio and saw this black bottle sitting next to me. And it has skull and crossbones on it. Let's see. And it says, uh, warning toxic of inhaled in large quantities dihydrogen monoxide and he looked at him what the hell is that and so i explained to him what i just explained to you over the past few minutes how how harmful dihydrogen monoxide is to you and the planet and it's the number one greenhouse gas by far and yet they're not sequestering it because dihydrogen monoxide is a chemical name for water so thank you dj I literally use that bottle every single morning. While I'm on the air, I'm sipping out of it. So, morning, JW. JW's in Guernsey. He just sent me a note. Morning, Glenn. People uh, send me notes while I'm... You can call the program, 888 woods But if you have the Wake Up Wyoming app, which is free at your app store, one of the many advantages is you can go ahead and touch the little icon. Open up the app. Uh, top right-hand corner, you'll see little word bubbles. Touch those, that's the chat mode. Send me text messages. Okay, as long as I'm on this topic here. So there are those people who want to ban things like gas stoves, right? And, of course, they're hypocritical about it. I mean, here's googly eyes, Ocasio-Cortez. We have to ban these gas stoves, she says on video from her kitchen, where she's standing right next to a gas stove. And when people point this out and criticize her, well, that's what my apartment came with. I have no choice, period. Well, let's add another period. You could always take an electric unit and put it on top of that gas stove and use it. It wouldn't take up much space at all, period. Of course, she's an idiot, so all right. The Associated Press is continuing its traditional celebration of people who are making a difference to save the planet. So here's the latest from them. There are those who recycling and composting is not enough. And I've also shown you how recycling and composting is, no pun intended, garbage. Well, what the hell, pun intended. It Really, you're not getting the effect out of it that you thought you were going to get. We have to reduce our annual waste to almost zero. And they're never going to give up trying, right? So the latest is a guy who's trying to live virtually as off the grid... And as little impact on the planet as he possibly can, he says. And one of the things he's going to give up is what he sees as a guilty pleasure. He has a refrigerator. Yeah, Josh Bodick, I think is his name. And he is living in Greenwich Village Apartment, uh, which he identifies as the biggest source of electrical use, which is harming the planet. And so he's trying to shut things off and live off the grid as much as he can. And one of the things that he wants to do is he's looking at that refrigerator in his house. He determined that still wasn't doing it up, so he has uh, permanently unplugged his refrigerator, which was apparently using too much electricity and contributing to a climate crisis. He started by unplugging it for three months during the winter. Well, that's easy when it's cold out. And then he shifted to shopping and eating habits allow him to live entirely without refrigeration. Now, you can do that if you intend to shop at places that, like, for example, if I want to go grab lunch and I go to the grocery store and I grab something. See, they will go ahead and refrigerate it for me. I don't have to bring it home. If he's doing stuff like that, and there's lots of other food that you don't have to refrigerate, but he's doing this because there's a climate crisis and we have to save the planet here. This author says, it's hard for me to ignore the likelihood that there is more going on here than just another liberal who's trying to eliminate his carbon footprint. There is uh, someone who finally bought into the idea that humans don't deserve the benefits of technology. We need to live in pods and eat bugs. We've seen similar campaigns being mounted against air conditioning. Yeah, and also your heating unit, what's keeping you warm right now and private automobiles and having a gas stove. And of course, there are vast differences between people buying into the hype and changing their lifestyles. And the overlords like John Kerry, to name one, who talk the game but live dramatically the opposite of all of this. This is one of the reasons why I call it the cult of climate change. Because if you take a look at any cult out there, You ever notice the leaders of the cult don't live anything like what they preach? In fact, the leaders of the cult are often very fat and live opposite of everything they preach, taking advantage of living a rich, comfortable lifestyle, while those people who follow them sacrifice everything. Yeah, so... A bipartisan group of senators, the story said, and representatives reintroduced the Consumers About Smart Devices Act in Congress Wednesday, seeking to protect consumers from being, uh, well, recording smart home devices, things like that, that would take a look at what you have in your house and also control what appliances you have in your house. Yeah, that would I don't. The Democrats would never allow that to get passed, but the Republicans will still try anyway. Morning, Lisa. She's in Casper. I feel like an idiot, but I couldn't figure out how to listen to your show after your show. What do I click? Uh Aha. Okay, I will send you a note because all she has to she wants to listen to the show when it becomes a podcast, which you can do for free too using the Wake Up Wyoming app. All right, coming up on 730, local news, weather forecast, Wake Up, Wyoming.
0: Here on AM 1030 K2 Radio. Join the show at 888-97-Woods.
1: Okay, 736 the time. Wake Up Wyoming. Triple Woods phone number. It's 88897 W O O D S. So Lisa, thank you. My husband and I enjoyed today's show immensely. Uh, thank you for that. I now <clears throat> let me help you out a little bit with what Lisa was talking about. So I'll go back to let me see, I'm gonna go to the Wake Up Wyoming app. I'll do this real quick for everybody. And it's you just go to your app store and just type in Wake Up Wyoming. There it just downloads. Okay. So I just touched it on my phone. That's all I have to do. Go to my app and just on my phone and just touch it and up it comes. Now, top right-hand corner, you'll see a little arrow in a circle or a little triangle pointed sideways in a circle, right? That's, touch that and you can listen live. All right, then there is some word bubbles right next to it, to the left of it. Touch that and you can send me text messages. That's the chat option. All right. Now you'll see a splash page there, or you will, the headline picture. Okay. Below that is what I call the toolbar. And it's like a dark gray bar. Now on the left side, it says on demand. That is where you touch that and up will come a menu. So I'm going to touch that right now. And when the menu comes up, You can select from K2 News, so that's local Wyoming news. Wake Up Wyoming Show, that's what you're hearing right now. Underneath that, Wyoming Altered States. Those are the comedy bits that we play on the program that are produced in-house. And Wyoming Hooking and Hunting is for people who like to hunt and fish and camp and so on. That's a different radio program. So you want to listen to this program after it's off the air you want to catch up on this program later in the day you can listen when you want you can pause it start it again share it whatever you want to do so again let me go back so you're looking at the wake up wyoming app on that gray toolbar there with all the options you will see on demand there's also the call in option is next to it Next to that is, again, the chat option. Then there's the news option, and there's an arrow showing you there's more. Touch on demand. Select Wake Up Wyoming. Go ahead and touch whatever episode you want to listen to and listen when you have the time. Let's go to our man in Cheyenne. He's got uh, Wyoming news for the legislative session, which is currently in progress.
0: This went Wyoming Mobile App, Wake Up Wyoming, with Glenn Woods on AM ten thirty K2 Radio.
1: 745 is the time it's Wake Up Wyoming. Well, here we go. All right, Don Day's on the line with me. Uh Don, I'm right now looking at the YDOT site, and we've already got some highways like I-25 between Cheyenne and Wheatland closed. Here comes that wind.
5: Yeah, and I-80 between Laramie and Cheyenne is closed. Oh, uh, yeah, I see that. Yeah. And if you look at the webcams that are along the those roads and highways, as we talked yesterday, when Arctic air leaves, you're always going to have a period of wind. So we're going to have to suffer through this, I'm afraid to say. Well, generally speaking, dry, sunny weather's coming on in and temperatures are gradually going to warm up. These winds, once you get out in the open areas, uh, is just the blowing snow, that snow that fell. Most of the weekend was fine and powdery. So uh, it's going to be tough to get around on the interstates and these wind-prone roadways. Probably here for the next two or three days, I'm afraid
1: to say. Yeah, I put up an article earlier this morning that Wyoming highways are open but sketchy. So be very careful of that. Also, let's talk some temperatures. I just got a note from Blade, who's in Glendo. Morning, minus 10 degrees, four mile an hour wind. Glendo is open for fuel and food anyway. So are there some areas still in the negatives today, even though I'm in the positives? Yeah.
5: Yeah. You know, close to yesterday, Pinedale currently is 35 below um lander riverton they were 25 28 degrees below zero um i had several folks we had talked yesterday about you know did some areas get colder than the minus 38 i think we saw in warland and the answer is yes i had a lot of photos come in of people's home weather stations of minus 40 minus 41 um now we're not seeing that this morning but boy we're darn close
1: okay so now as we go through the next few days here, I notice that there are some forecasts that I see that mention some snow, but we're not talking anything major. There, maybe what some passing flakes here and there.
5: Well, I don't see any significant precipitation chances okay. uh, for most of the state through Friday. Now, okay. there will be a wave coming through Saturday that will bring some mountain snow showers as you get into places like Jackson, or the far western border areas of the state. They're they're going to get a little snow out of it, but I don't see any significant snow i mean the systems here lately have all been significant um Mm -hmm. so we don't see anything like that at least through probably saturday or sunday now there is a frontal system it's a little bit stronger arriving late in the weekend and early next week and i do see plenty of winter weather still coming in the month of february but the Mm -hmm. next four days is kind of our is kind of our break unfortunately the blowing snow is going to be in the, this little break in the weather we have uh, but this will be the best four to five days we've had in a while
1: okay temperature wise though but does that wind can cons- just continue over the next four to five days
5: well it'll be at its worst today and tomorrow okay um yeah. and and it won't be as bad as we get into thursday friday and the weekend it'll still be there but the next 48 hours will be the worst because still really cold a lot of that snow is still loose blowing back and forth and glenn one thing that people need to realize you know we we have what we have these wyoming snow fences um at and they sometimes fill up yeah and and the yeah. thing is, is that once those snow fences fill up, this is why as you get deeper into the winter season, if it's been a snowy season, they're not as effective. Right. And so so that is that is part of the problem as well. Yeah. As I told you, there's a lot of snow on the Let ground. Let
1: me give you a, a tell-me-about-it scenario. So, you know, across the street for me is a golf course that kind of goes up and down hill-wise, and they go put a temporary snow fence that's about waist-high every season. That thing maxed out a long time ago. And so when the wind starts to blow, it doesn't do a thing but just go right over that hump and right to my house. When the snow fence doesn't have a lot behind it, then it's very effective. But as soon as that sucker fills up, I'd say it actually has the opposite effect of what I want it to do
5: that's right sometimes that's why the living snow fences that you see built yeah. out there that over the years those trees get taller they get a mm-hmm. little bit more effective yeah uh but yeah that's something and the thing is too is when we get a wind direction that's because those snow fences are put up with the prevailing winds right but if you sometimes get storms that bring snow in from a different direction, then they're not going to be as effective. And that's that's a part of the headache as well.
1: All right. Thank you, Don. Don Day with Day weather. So, okay, you get the idea. We got to over the next 48 hours a whole lot of wind coming in. Let's go over to the I, – I still wonder why I'm calling you the icebox right now because you're probably the warmest place in Wyoming.
3: Well, uh, you know what? I, uh, yes.
1: Yeah, <laughs> it's. Is it still cold in there? No, but, now it's warm in here. By comparison, okay. So, I, I don't.
3: I don't understand. It's like a million degrees below zero. Then used yes. to be below zero, and here now it's way above zero. And then right. downstairs is above zero. Yeah, you know.
1: Then it's uh, well. If you wanted the coldest place in the building, go to where Miss Mary's hanging out. Oh, and yeah, that is it, one it, person who that that not, is the ice box. Yeah, and she should not be in the cold room. She doesn't take cold very well. So she sits there. <laughs> I want everybody to get the visual. Miss Mary sits there working with her coat on. And and a little, you know, fuzzy beanie cap for her head, yeah. and she also has a blankie around her. Yeah. Underneath that, there's a heating pad on her belly, and underneath her desk is an extra little space, space heater. heater yeah. <laughs> That's Miss Mary at work in the wintertime yeah. here at our studios, and there have been a couple of times that she's packed up and moved to another room. Screw this! Yeah, she goes to a warm cool. room. <laughs> so, but outside, it's far worse than it is inside right now.
3: You know young people yeah. can, can 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 work in the cold like that inside.
1: Yeah, go, go tell that to Mary.
3: Yeah, she can do that. Men's college basketball tonight. The Wyoming Cowboys will be at home in Laramie to meet Fresno State. Both of these teams are looking to turn their fortunes around as UW sits at 6-14 and 14 overall, 1-7 and in Mountain West play. That puts the pokes in the basement of the league. Fresno State is third from the bottom. They are 7-13 and 13 overall, 3-6 and six in Mountain West play. Bulldogs beat the Cowboys back in December. That's an 8 p.m. tip-off from the Arena Auditorium tonight. We'll have that for you on K2 Radio in Casper and KCGY in Laramie. Wyoming Cowgirl basketball basketball team will be at home in Laramie on Thursday to meet San Jose State. Cowgirls are coming off a nice road win over Boise State on Saturday 69-62 to get to 14-7 and overall. 7-3 in Mountain West play. Maline Peterson was named the Mountain West Conference freshman of the week. She threw in 17 points against Boise State and 10 in the road win over Utah State. Douglas native Allison Ferdig was named the league's player of the week with 15 points and 12 rebounds versus Utah State plus a 13.9 rebound performance against Boise State. In junior college basketball, the Casper College women rated 19th in the country this week with a record of 19 and 3. They will be at home on Wednesday to meet Eastern Wyoming from Torrington. The Casper College men sit at 16 and 5. They will host EWC tomorrow night as well. The LCCC men sit at 11 and 7 with a road game at Northwest Paul coming up tomorrow. The LCCC women will be in Paul as well tomorrow night and the Eagle Golden Eagles are 15 and 5. High school basketball: Some teams played over the weekend. Some teams did not due to the road conditions. From wildpreps.com, here are the some of the team standings as of right now. On the boys' side, Chinese. 12 and 2, Cheyenne Central 12 and 3, Laramie 9 and 6, Natrona 5 and 7, Kelly Walsh 4 and 7, Cheyenne South is 4 and 10, Glenrock 6 and 5, Burns 4 and 12, and Midwest 2 and 12. On the ladies' side, Laramie is 15 and 1, East is 12 and 1, Central 9 and 4, and Natrona 7 and 6, Kelly Walsh 2 and 9, South 1 and 13, Glenrock 4 and 6, Burns 7 and 9, and Midwest is 1 and 8. High school cross country Owen Burnett, who runs for Mountain View, is the Gatorade athlete of the year in that sport. He is the reigning 3A state champion and one. In that race with a time of 16.04.37. Burnett is one of the premier distance runners in the state in track and field. He competes for Kemmer, and Burnett is the defending state champion in the 1,600 and 3,200-meter runs. That's with all sports. the snow
1: we've gotten, and the ski teams out there across Wyoming ought to be having a good old time.
3: Well, they, some of them, they had a Nordic meet that didn't happen because nobody could get here.
1: Yeah. Well, that was the problem, is getting to the Nordic meet. But now that the roads, well, depends on which roads. You just heard Don Day. Uh, if they're able to get to some of these meets, boy, uh, some of the mountains around here really packed high. Fresh snow. Yes, this is like the sweet snow spot to be for grew-ed. some of these people. Yes, so they will want. So, do we have stuff happening like Casper Mountain and other places like that? Um, I'm sure down the road they will because uh, okay. they got to make up. They have to make
3: up some of these. Okay, you know, there's only so many places in the state that they have, like right. you know, you know, Nordic races, Alpine races, that kind of thing. You know, Jackson, Lander, Casper, Laramie, Cody, which
1: has their races and. Yeah. Red Lodge, you know, so they're around. Okay, so it's all good. Thank you, Frank. Coming up on that was winter time, you have snow. Coming up on some local business we have to take care of. Then we're going to roll into News Time, national local update on the weather forecast. Wake up, Wyoming. Wyoming. My name is Glenn Woods. Thanks for joining me. I do have, if all goes well, your representative for the state of Wyoming, Cynthia Lummis. She'll be on at nine twenty this morning, so that's a little over an hour from now. She's working on a bipartisan bill, a letter to the Biden administration on the use of gas stoves in private homes, and limiting the power of the IRS on third-party payment platforms. We'll get into all of that with her now, real quick. Several people are sympathizing with Miss Mary. Miss Mary sits in the coldest uh, office in the entire building. And she doesn't do cold well. And so literally she sits there working with her coat on, a blanket over top, a heating pad on her belly, and a space heater running up her back. Yeah, so let's see. Chet in Yoder... I think you missaid this, Chet. Chet in Yoder says, give Miss Mary a heat guy. (laughs) I think he meant heat gun. Now, I don't know. Maybe Miss Mary would like to have a heat guy or hot guy, I assume, back there. But uh, I, I think Chet really meant heat gun. Rhianne from Fort Danger, reminder, the only comfortable temperature is like 82 degrees. Okay. I like it cooler than that, but I don't like it in the negative numbers here. And I did get a note here from Blade and Glendo. They're still in the negative numbers, like negative 10 or so. I-80 John. Hey, Glenn, did you know your if your hazards are flashing on your vehicle, it's safe to speed on an icy road? Yeah. Um. Here's the deal. Just I, I just want to put this aside for a moment for people who might be driving out there and all of this. Because the wind is picking up, of course, as the temperature changes. And as it does, already some highways are being closed out there. So if you're trying to get from Cheyenne to Wheatland, it's closed. If you're trying to get from Cheyenne to Laramie, it's closed. And then other roads from Laramie West for quite a while over to, let's see, Rollins. That area, also the area from Laramie up to Rock River, Medicine Bow, and down to... Hannah and so on, that area, white-knuckle driving is basically, it's open, but good luck with that. And what caused the big wreck, there were a lot of trucks involved. It was a big wreck that happened on I-80 over the weekend. And as I listened to some truckers talk about it, what because there's videos that they post on YouTube, what they were saying is, okay, there's these guys who, they just opened I-80, and they get out there on the interstate, doing 80 miles an hour, which is what the posted speed limit is. Well, considering the conditions, don't do the speed limit, go a lot slower than that. And I also have noticed many times people who, let's say, let's say the right lane is the lane that's being cleared and where all the traffic is. The left lane has not been cleared. And I'll see vehicles get into the left lane and pass. And some of them are going way past the speed limit, but they shouldn't be anywhere near the speed limit. Those are the people that I often find up the road, in the median, trying to get themselves out of all that snow. And sometimes it's worse for them than that. I've watched people wipe out for doing that. Slow it down. So, again, it's already some roads are closing just because of the extra wind that we have over there. Okay, so we're into the 8 o'clock hour, as we usually traditionally do.
2: Morning. Wake Up Wyoming is about to enter daily open phones. This means that anyone will be allowed to call in and talk about anything. I mean, imagine if we actually allowed you on air to say anything you wanted. Scary, right? Well, we're just that brand of crazy. If you are offended by what other people think, then maybe you want to tune out right about now. Just saying. If you should choose to call, just remember, the more funny and interesting you are, the longer Glenn will keep you on the line. Obnoxious jerks will be hung up on. <coughs> Dave, <coughs> all right, strap in and let's do this thing. 888-97,
1: what's the phone number? That's eight 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 ninety-seven 97 woods You can talk about what I'm talking about. Change the subject. Fine by me. I'm just going to kind of roll with it. So, uh, real quick, Cowboy State Daily crossover voting bill is what they're reporting on. It's advancing, but weaker than some of you might want. Here's what the story says. An effort to restrict crossover voting in Wyoming was weakened Monday, but passed through the House, Corporations, Elections, and Political Subdivisions Committee. If you want to look it up, it's House Bill 103. As originally written, would have moved the deadline to switch political party affiliation to the beginning of the campaign filing period mid-May. The bill was amended Monday to allow voters to change their party affiliation up to 45 days before the primary election. This would align the deadline change party registration to the date that the first absentee ballots were sent out. And I have seen, I've been there to go vote and I've watched people show up, switch from Democrat to Republican, vote, then switch back and leave. This would prevent that. You'd have to be... 45 days out at the very latest in order to be able to do that. Wyoming voters can now change their party affiliation up and on primary election day, the story says. Those who don't want to change to Wyoming's crossover voting rules say people should have the right to change party affiliation based on individual candidates running up to primary election day. Here's why I disagree with that. And Representative Jeremy Hartleson, Republican Wheatland, Lead sponsor of the bill said his legislation isn't partisan politics, it's a policy decision. Do He says, do your ideologies and your morals support one party over another? The two parties in question have very different viewpoints on many things. Now, again, the argument, we've talked about this before, the argument tends to be that, look, um, I'm living in a county where there's nothing but Republicans on the ticket. Really no Democrats running anywhere. So I, I, I guess if I'm going to vote in the real election, I'll have to go ahead and vote in the primary because, you know, the general election, list, everybody's already been decided. There aren't any Democrats running. Well, OK, my answer to that is, well, don't blame the Republicans for that. You Democrats who live in counties like that you need to get it together. OK, the primaries are for each party to select their candidates to go to the general election. And if your party doesn't select a candidate or candidates for your area, wherever you're living in Wyoming, that's not the Republicans' fault. Go talk to your Democrat party and get that fixed. Also, try to pick people who are actually electable. That would help, too. So House Bill, or HB 103, passed with a 7-to-1 vote related proposed legislation, House Bill 207, passing a 5-3 to three vote. The bill, also sponsored by Dan Zawater, Republican Cheyenne, takes a much more lenient approach on the issue of crossover voting, giving voters up to 14 days. I say 14 days is too lenient. I mean, way too lenient. You, know, you, you want to do this long before any candidate... In, in, in case... I would do this in most cases long before most candidates have even decided that they're going to vote. If this is the way they're going to solve it by saying, well, you can't change until so many days or so many months, out," whatever the case is, make that as far out as possible. That might, we'll see, solve the problem. The story says, The question of whether crossover voting happens enough in Wyoming at a level sufficient to impact the results of most elections was the focus of the debate. In the Wyoming 2022 primary election, 94% of those who voted in the primary participated were registered as Republican, while moderate historical voting numbers show that Democrats make up to 20 to 25% of the state voter base. So Gail Simmons, an activist who runs Civics 307 blog, Presented statistical evidence Monday, she believes proves that although crossover voting did happen at significant levels in 2022, it was an anomaly compared to prior years, driven by um, the contentious nature of the U.S. congressional votes. Liz Cheney, Harry Hegeman, things like that. She pointed out that 846 Republican voters. Didn't cast a vote in this race while races for governors, Secretary of State, Superintendent of public Instructions, range from seven thousand six hundred sixty two vote up to twenty five thousand four hundred and twenty seven depending on the year and so. On. So by the numbers of the Republicans, which there are one hundred sixty nine thousand two hundred eighty eight Republican voting in the primary, nine thousand one hundred eighty one changed party registration from Democrat to Republican. So you have a hundred, basically, I'll round the numbers off. A hundred sixty some thousand Republicans voted in the primary, and nine thousand, a little over nine thousand, voted Democrats voted in the Republican primary. Although Hageman won by a blowout margin of 38% of the vote, if she had been a less popular candidate, crossover voting could have played a role, they said. This is once again where I would say I don't like this whole idea. It's meddling. So the the more teeth they can put into this, as far as I'm concerned, the better. Eight ninety seven Woods, the phone number eight seventeen. Wake up, Wyoming.
0: On K two radio, join the conversation at 97 Woods.
1: Tuesday time. It's Wake Up Wyoming. My name is Glenn Woods. Okay, 888-97-WOOD's the phone number. That's eight 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 ninety seven 97 wood Talk about what I'm talking about. Change the subject. Fine by me. So Wyoming lawmakers have advanced a bill banning biological males from female sports teams. Again, Cowboy State Daily with the story. A bill banning biological males from competing on girls' school sports teams in Wyoming cleared a vote Monday in advance to the state Senate floor. Three members of the Senate Education Committee voted in favor. It's Senate File 133, if you want to look it up, during Monday's meeting. Two members were absent during the vote, but the state education committee routinely advances bills on a 3-2 majority. If it passes, the entire legislature, Senate File 133, would prohibit transgenders from competing on teams that's opposite their birth sex. Okay, So the gender that they were At birth. That's where you compete. You can't be born a guy and then decide you're going to compete against the girls. It would replace an existing state policy through the Wyoming High School Activities Association, which allows transgender students to cross. Not only cross-dress, I cross-sports. While opponents of the Cenophile said the association's policy works well for students. The bill's sponsored Senator Wendy Schuler, Republican of Evanston, said it's causing girls to miss out on athletic opportunities and complicates the school's sports for uh, students and personnel. She said regardless of whether a male has completely transitioned or they're using hormones to begin transition and, or they just identify as female, they are physically superior to females in, in many regards. And there are many uh, athletes, including Bruce Jenner, was on. I don't remember which show he was on. It was one of the uh, network talk shows, and he was with television shows on CNN or one of those programs, and may have been Fox News. But he was asked about this. Now, remember, this guy is an Olympic triathlon, who now identifies as a woman, and he said, "You should not allow." Guys who were born as a guy, it doesn't matter if they went through all the surgery and hormones. He said, physically, they just have more prowess than a a female would. And so that's why they're dominating in track and field and in swimming and so many other things. So even he said, I wouldn't allow it. So anyway, this, uh, uh, let me see, it was uh, Wendy Schuler, Republican, Evanson listed uh, larger size males including heavier muscular structure, different bone structure, larger heart and lungs. She referred to a federal title statute, which is uh, 1973, gave girls and women the right to compete in female-only sports. All right, so that one is advancing. Anyway, I don't know how far this will get there's going to be a lot of debate during this but right now it's just advancing we'll see where we get with it okay off we go to the natrona county area where she needs to vent more than once this week just because of everything that's going on that way it's safe for you and i to go out here's judy morning judy hang on a second judy go ahead try again
6: can you hear me now i got it yeah Okay, anyway, oh, no, I'm not venting. <laughs> <laughs> I just wanted to uh, send my condolences out to the McMurray family. Susie, when I was going through chemo, got me my first set of fake boobs. They were crocheted uh-huh. little circles. <laughs> <Okay. laughs> and you know, she always took good care of me, and I'm really going to miss her. OK, uh, secondly, I was wrong. There's 31 days in uh, January. So the board of county commissioners is not meeting tonight. I don't want anybody out on these roads. Yeah. Um, it's Usually the first and third Tuesday of every month. So it'll be next week. Um, also, um, I wanted to tell you that when Chuck Gray, since you were talking earlier, when Chuck Gray was talking about the crossover voting, right. he was wanting to see like a May cutoff. Mm-hmm. before most candidates have even announced um a crossover, you know, changing your your affiliation and I don't know if that was shot down or not. I think I think it probably was from what you were saying. Yeah. But I thought that was more than fair. Mm-hmm. And it, it it stops people from doing things that are not uh moral. Ethical.
1: Yeah, ethical is a good way to put it, I think. And, yeah, the farther out the date, the better it would be. I mean, one proposal was, well, you know, don't allow them 14 days before. No, then you know who all the candidates are. You want it way out there.
6: Yeah, it needs to be out there before anyone votes. And then uh, last, I was going to tell you, the refinery is not producing the type of fuel we need right now that keeps our trucks from gelling up. Right. And that's uh, that's kind of a Biden thing because it's called an additive, mm-hmm. and the additive is not strong enough for it only goes for like thirty below zero or something. Right, and it needs to be able to go to about sixty for Wyoming because we do get so cold up here. And uh, that's pretty much it this one and I
1: didn't mean to interrupt Okay, but well, let's v- no, that's okay. Let's go real quick and for those people who don't know about this cuz it's something I hear about but I'm not in your profession so I don't know. I do know that a diesel truck, let's say, like the kind your company has, the diesel that's in those tanks, when it gets cold enough, it gets to a gel, not like regular yeah. gasoline. And you just can't yeah. start your truck. You can't run it. That's why if you see trucks at, on a cold night at a truck stop and that sucker's truck. running all night long, they're keeping your fuel going.
6: Oh, yeah. And it's tripled our uh, fuel bill once again because our trucks, you can't turn them off once you get them going.
1: Right. Which is Isn't why it? yesterday, Natrona County Schools and a couple of other counties around Wyoming as well didn't have school because they couldn't get their buses started. Right,
6: and, and these morons think if they turn
1: over to uh, electric vehicles right. in, in trucks and buses that it's going to be better. No. It couldn't be further no, from the truth. Just as bad, yeah. All right. Thank you, Judy. Yeah. Coming up on, so you know how these things work. Now, electric vehicles, electric buses wouldn't be better in extreme cold, and diesel has problems in extreme cold. So you got to think about what vehicle best performs under extreme conditions like we can have here in the state of Wyoming. All right, so we're coming up on some local news. Update on your weather forecast at that Nice, long segment of open phones. 888-97-WOODS is the phone number. That's 888 woods Morning, Bunny. Bunny's in Cheyenne. Let's wake up Wyoming. 8.30 to 6th of the time, it's Wake Up My My name is Glenn Woods, thanks for joining me. Alright, 888-97-Woods, the phone number, 888-97-W-O-O-D-S. Talk about what I'm talking about, change the subject, fine, by me, ladies and gentlemen. Your favorite song. Oh,
2: I like guns, I like the way they
5: look, I like the shiny I don't care if they're big or small. They're full Hell, I want them all. I like guns. I like guns. I like guns.
1: So, first story I have for you here. Florida taking the first steps to become the 26th constitutional carry state. Now, here's how this works. Florida lawmakers promised to introduce legislation allowing permitless concealed carry of firearms called constitutional carry. We have that here in the state of Wyoming. At a Monday morning press conference briefing House Speaker in Florida and others gathered to announce the bill. The proposed bill was written by Chuck Brannan, Republican Lake City, and talked well, and then another one of Tampa and so on. Under the proposed bill, Florida would no longer need any Floridians would no longer need to apply for a license for concealed carry. The state of Florida already allows firearms purchases for those twenty-one and older Without need of some kind of an application, should the bill pass, the regulations of concealed carry permits handled by the Florida Department of Agriculture and Consumer Services would end. So, much like we have here in the state of Wyoming, and when it passed in Wyoming, I remembered that at the time, first off, I was surprised that so many people... In Wyoming, well, there were some people who were upset and bothered by this. Well, of course, there's Democrats here, so what do you expect? Some people just didn't get it. And they thought it was going to be a bloodbath in the streets. And I thought, why wasn't Wyoming like the first state to do this? But, okay, the idea is this. If you have a clean background, you're not someone who has been convicted of violent whatever. You haven't slapped your wife around or kids, whatever the case may be. You haven't robbed a convenience store. In other words, when people look at your record, there's nothing going on with you. You just go to work every day. You go home to your family, whatever the case is. So why can't you just go get a gun? Obviously, you're a law-abiding citizen. Now, the people who have demonstrated that they are not responsible citizens— They've been in front of the judge. They've been convicted of various things. Those are the ones that we take away that right to bear arms. And if they do want to get a gun, if they decide they want a gun, fine. But now now you're going to have to get a permit. Permit or permission would be granted then they have to come and go through the whole process and and prove and so on that they're responsible. That would That's how Wyoming now handles it. So if you're a law-abiding citizen and you want to buy a gun, go buy one. Now, some people will make the misstatement of saying, well, you should have background checks. We do. If you walked into a gun shop right now, found something that you wanted, And when to buy it, even if you went to a private gun show, the person selling you that piece would pick up the phone, take your license, whatever ID, make a call, and just ask some questions. And there's someone on the line who's looking at your record. And if the answer is, no, there's nothing here. This guy is perfectly clean. Then you can go ahead and just buy that gun. If there is something on your record, then no. So there is a background check. Then, because you're, again, a law-abiding citizen, you're not a problem to anybody. You never have been. Then go ahead and carry that any way you want, anywhere you want. You're the law-abiding citizen. So what we're doing here is not punishing people who have never done anything wrong. Instead, we punish those people who have shown that they cannot be trusted. They're not responsible citizens. Now, in Florida, the bill's provision only allows for concealed carry of firearms without permit should it pass the new legislation and important political divisions going on here in Florida. But the provisions of the proposed legislation would remove this need of citizens to have a concealed carry permit and allowing them to have a firearm without having to pay a fee to get a certificate. Although I do come across people who... Uh, would suggest get a permit anyway because then you have reciprocity with other states okay but also it's a good idea not just to go through that but take a course as well so you know what you're doing uh, as written the florida law or the florida bill does not allow felons or other Floridians who are blocked from possessing a firearm to carry one, just like we do here in Wyoming. Now, on that note, next story up. Federal judge partially restrains New Jersey's unconstitutional concealed carry law for a second time. U.S. District Judge placed a second temporary restraining order on portions of a New Jersey concealed carry law Monday, saying neither the state or the public has an interest in enforcing unconstitutional laws. This judge temporarily restrained the law from blocking guns in sensitive places like casinos, public libraries, museums, bars, restaurants, where alcohol is served, entertainment facilities, private property, unless indicated otherwise by the owners. It's private property. They can do what they want. And private vehicles, according to the ruling of the U.S. District Court from the District of New Jersey, And lawmakers initially passed the law in December, which requires residents who seek concealed carry permits to purchase liability insurance and take training courses while also increasing permitting fees, uh, prohibiting firearms in sensitive places. So that's what's being blocked by the judge. They're trying to throw up anything they can here. So if you're going to buy a gun, you have to get insurance, you have to go through a course, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera they're trying to make as as difficult and as expensive as possible the judge says defendants cannot demonstrate a history of firearm regulation to support those challenges provisions for which they have demonstrated in article 3 the threat of criminal persecution prosecution pardon me for exercising their second amendment right as a holder of a valid permit from the state to conceal carry handgun constitutes a irreparable injury on behalf of the plaintiffs, and neither the state nor the public has an interest in enforcing unconstitutional laws, said the judge. This essentially is once again a state trying to throw up as many roadblocks as they can. The Supreme Court has already ruled, of course you're allowed to own a gun. Of course you can carry outside your home. Of course you can. But then the Supreme Court put in there... But if states and local municipalities would like to offer up some restrictions, then they can go ahead and do that. But, you know, it can't go too far. can't be unconstitutional restrictions. So, of course, some states and municipalities in your more liberal cities and states are trying to push this as far as they can. They they will really try to push as far as they can to restrict gun owners from being allowed to own a gun, for whatever reason I like the one also recently a judge it was in New York City I think it was that if you wanted to buy or it was a city or state I gotta remember that one. Uh, but either way the judge uh, uh, struck down a law which said in order to buy a gun you would have to go through a board a committee it was New York City that's where it was and you would have to explain to them why you need to carry a gun concealed or whatever And it's up to them to decide if you are allowed to or not, based on the case that you've got to convince them. And the judge said, well, no, they don't. They don't have to get in front of a board and convince anyone. Why they want to own a gun is their own business. Maybe they want to own it for the fun of it. 845 Wake Up Wyoming. Coming up next
0: time, on air, online, and on the Wake Up Wyoming mobile app. Be part of the show at 888-97-WOODS. This is K2 Radio.
1: Wake up, Wyoming. My name is Glenn Woods. Hang on, Frank. I'll get to you in just a second here. Real important, folks, if you're in, let's say, Cheyenne, between Cheyenne and Wheatland, that part of I-25, close. Blowing snow and ice. If you're between Cheyenne and Laramie, going either way, close. Also, just got this. Buck is in Casper. Please pass along 220 west of Casper from Paradise Valley to Bessemer Bend Road, is a total whiteout. You can't see the front of your hood in areas. Should have been another school day, I guess. So, okay, Frank, it's... um, It's, it's one of those days. Yeah, it's a mess out there. No new snow coming down. In fact, kind of sunny out there. But so what with all of the wind?
3: Yeah, I mean, um, I'm over it.
1: Okay. <laughs> you know, it doesn't Florida matter... looks
3: better every day. It doesn't
1: matter if you're over it. It's not over you. Oh, I know. Okay? I, I mean, this yeah. is...
3: It's, it's not even... February right. the 1st isn't even until tomorrow. Yeah, it's
1: like getting a divorce, but she won't move out.
3: Yeah. yeah mean- I just So
1: you have to move. <laughs> <laughs> I <know. laughs> hey, I got a good one for you. Go to the Wake Up Wyoming website. You might really like this. Apparently, uh, even though golf was not invented in America, no. it's about as American as it gets. There are 8,776 golf courses mm-hmm. in the United States. Yeah. And I have a video of a bald eagle playing with a golf ball on a ice frozen lake. Wow! Yeah. There's a, there's a golf ball on the lake for, I guess it's near a golf course, and this bald eagle lands and just decides to kick it around, and he's having just a good old time. So that made me look up. If that's happened, so I found two other videos of eagles on golf courses that just, they saw the golf ball and decided, hey, that looks like fun, and they're just kicking it around and, and having a good time. Or, or just plain stealing it. I, there, that happens too. Now I know some birds think, "What? Why are they hitting that egg?" Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it seems like the eagles don't think of it that way. They're just kicking it around like it's a soccer ball or something like that.
3: Uh, when I go golfing, I look for birdies. Yes, if, if
1: you decide to move to Florida, like you're talking about, mm-hmm. watch for the gators.
3: Oh yeah, they're, yeah, they're out there. Just say hi. All right, and men's college basketball tonight. The Wyoming Cowboys will be at home in Laramie to meet Fresno State. Both of these teams looking to turn their fortunes around. UW sits at six and fourteen overall. They have lost seven of eight in Mountain West Conference play. That puts them in the basement of the league. And Fresno State is near the bottom of the league too. They are seven and thirteen overall, three and six in Mountain West Conference play. The Bulldogs beat the Cowboys back in December. That's an eight p.m. tip-off from the Arena Auditorium tonight. We'll have that for you on K2 Radio in Casper and KCGY in Laramie. Wyoming Cowgirl Basketball. The basketball team will be at home in Laramie on Thursday to meet San Jose State. The Calgary is coming off a really nice road win over Boise State on Saturday, 69-62, so they are 14-7 and overall, 7-3 and in Mountain West play. Uh, now, Malene Peterson was named the Mountain West Freshman of the Week. She threw in 17 points against Boise State and 10 in the road game against a t- road win over Utah State. Douglas Data Allison Ferdig, was named the League's Player of the Week with 15 points and 12 rebounds versus Utah State, plus a 13.9 rebound performance. Against Boise State in JUCO basketball, the Casper College women they are rated 19th in the country this week with a record of 19 and three. They will be at home on Wednesday night to meet Eastern Wyoming from Torrington. Casper College men sit at 16 and five. They will host EWC tomorrow night as well. The LCCC men sit at 11 and seven with a road game at Northwest Opal coming up tomorrow. The LCCC women will be in Powell as well, and the Golden Eagles are 15 and five. High school basketball: some teams played over the weekend, and some teams did not due to the road conditions. From Yopreps.com, here are some of the team stands. As of right now, on the boys' side, Cheyenne East is twelve and two, Cheyenne Central twelve and three, Laramie nine and six, Natrona five and seven, Kelly Walls four and seven, Cheyenne South is four and ten, Glenrock is six and five, Burns is four and twelve, and Midwest is two and twelve. On the ladies' side, Laramie is fifteen and one, East is twelve and one, Central nine and four, Natrona seven and six. Kelly Walls two and nine, South one and thirteen, Glenrock four and six, Burns seven and nine, and Midwest one and eight. High school cross country, Owen Burnett who runs for Mountain. Mountain View is the Gatorade Athlete of the Year in that sport. He's the reigning 3A state champion with a time in that in that state championship race of 16 minutes 0437. Burnett's one of the premier distance runners in the state in track and field. He competes for Kemmer. And Burnett is the defending 3A state champion in the 1600 and 3200 meter runs. That's in sports.
1: And I am going to steal another one of your pictures here, as you know. Okay. I go to Wild Preps every so mm-hmm. often looking for those photos, and you have one here of young ladies basketball and. This one lady looks like she's about to go up for the jump shot, and the expression on her face is just priceless. Plus, the players around trying to stop her.
3: Yeah, yeah, it, yeah. it was like,
1: "Hey, yeah, hey, yeah. hey, get out of my what way!" Doing? Yeah. What, so, what
3: are you doing there?
1: And, and parents can send in pictures to you. That oh, right? absolutely! On the Wild Preps app, you bet. Yeah. Okay. You Download bet. that. Mm-hmm. That's free. free. All your high school. Free, yep, free, free. Get your kids on Wild Preps so they can be sharing around the state. Thank you, Frank. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a uh, free to download at your app store. Just Wild Preps. That's all the high school games and so on going on. And I go looking for pictures that really stand out. As oh, I got to have that one because I'm going to make a gallery of the best of and post it for you guys one of these days. All right, coming up on some local business news time after that at nine twenty. Uh, we should have, if all goes well, your representative Cynthia Lummis. I'm sorry, your senator Cynthia Lummis, coming on the program. Wake up, one. Bigger. Than- 6 to the time. It's Wake Up Wyoming. It is a Tuesday. A lot of blowing snow out there. I'll keep you up to date on road conditions throughout the morning show. Speaking of road conditions, we go back to open phones where you can call in, change the subject if you want. That's fine. Micah's in Cheyenne about an I-80 toll road. Morning.
7: Yes, that is one of the things on the, on the list for the legislators to, to contemplate. But if you would, when Cynthia Lummis calls in, would you ask her, because I-80 is an interstate road and not intrastate, does that play a part in what Wyomingites want or don't want? I mean, hopefully I-80 okay. will not ever become a toll road because we just, we just don't have the reasoning to support it. But at the same time, it is interstate and I don't know. It just seem to me that on the federal level and with the truckers going cross-country and everything, I'm sure that all plays a part in it somehow. Okay. So, if you wouldn't mind just asking her that?
1: If I can squeeze that question in, yes, I'll go ahead and squeeze the question. I wonder, though, I, they keep this keeps being offered up. Every time this has been offered, and it has been many times before, how exactly do you intend to put a toll road on a federal highway? I, well, I don't know how that got works. Well,
7: they those automated things now that just take your license yeah. plate number and they send you a bill. Yeah, they
1: could do that. but And I, think, I know
7: Florida, you know, I mean, parts of I-95 have tolls on mm-hmm. them. Um, but most of the tolls that I see are usually on the interstate
1: yeah, road. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, not on the interstate road, which is what makes me wonder. Yeah. I,
7: no. And I'll have to say, Glenn, yeah you are a man after my heart. You had perfect timing in in turning on the phone, just in time for me to hear Carl.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Okay, (laughs) glad you like Carl. Thank you very
7: much for that, it made my day.
1: All right, thank you Mike, I appreciate it. If I can squeeze that question, then I will. And by the way, Cynthia Lummis, your state senator, is gonna be on, if all goes well, at 920. Now what she wants to talk about is a bipartisan housing bill a letter to the administration on the use of gas stoves in private homes. And there's also something about the IRS that she wants to talk about. So we'll see if we can get that in as well. Um, just so you, this is way off topic here. This is, so she mentions Carl. For those who don't know, all right, years ago, I was in Gillette, Wyoming, at a nice store they have there, really nice downtown store. And it's a pretty good size store, too. And it's all educational toys. And apparently rubber chickens are educational toys because they had a uh, place over in one of the shelves where there are a couple of rubber chickens for sale. And I'm wondering how that's an educational toy. And a friend of mine looks at me and says, how of all people do you not have a rubber chicken? Good point. So I bought Carl. Now, a lot of people send me rubber chickens that make, you know, you squeeze them and it makes a noise. Okay. A squeaky noise. Okay. This Carl does not have anything like that. He's the traditional rubber chicken. Not a noisemaker rubber chicken, right? So sometime later, I had a lady who cut my hair every so often. And when I would go to where she worked out, of, I couldn't find a traditional barber where I was, but so she cut my hair. And she has some emotional issues, right? And so like depression, anxiety, rather than getting on medication which could lead to all sorts of side effects. She got an emotional support dog, which is a cute little corgi. So I'm getting my hair cut, and I look down at my feet, and underneath her little counter there is this corgi. Now, the corgi is trained. If she starts to have some kind of an episode, then the dog knows, oh, here she goes again, whether it, again, is depression or anxiety or whatever it might be. And the dog just goes and plays with her and loves on her. And it helps. It gets her out of it. No side effects like on medication. So I like the idea of emotional support animals between her and some other people I've seen at work. Didn't take long, though, before people started to take advantage of it because you can take emotional support animals on airplanes. And so people start getting on airplanes with ostriches, boa constrictors, and all sorts of other. Here's my emotional support turtle, all sorts of things like that, right? Uh, This was insane. And I really wanted something changed. So what I did to prove a point was I took my rubber chicken Carl and I got online and went through all of the work and it didn't take long and got him legally registered as my emotional support animal. So now when I go places, people will ask me if I don't have him with me, where's Carl? I go places with Carl carrying him with me. I got on an airplane with him as my emotional support rubber chicken. And I took pictures of this and I sent it to members of Congress. This is a legally registered emotional support animal. What is wrong with our laws? Now, I don't think it was because of me, although I would like to think it was, but I doubt it was. Sometime later, a bill was offered up and the law was changed. So now you can't just get anything as an emotional support animal. It, yeah, there's certain animals that can be, and they have to go through a certain training and so on. But I did that just to make a point. So, yeah, on occasion, if I ever show up somewhere for some event and I'm saying hi to you guys, people ask me, did you bring Carl? And what I think is really funny about this is when people meet, they don't want a picture with me. They want a picture with Carl. I'm fine with that. I think it's funnier. DJ and Gillette, Illinois' I-90 is a toll road there, but not here in Wyoming. Now, I wonder, I want to look that up. I've heard that before, DJ. So is I-90, is that section that you're talking about an interstate or an intrastate? Uh, Chris and Casper, I-80 is already a toll road through Ohio. Many other examples. Okay. I'll look that up because I have not ever experienced an interstate as being a toll road, but if that's just because I've never experienced it. I have seen roads that look just like an interstate, but it's a state road. It's not the federal highway, and it they will have tolls. If you go to Florida right now, you'll find a lot of four-lane roads that look just like interstates, but they're not. They're owned by the state of Florida. But I will take a look at what you guys are talking about to find out because that's been one of the questions. You want to go ahead and make I-80 a toll road? How would you pay and who would pay for that considering how often they close it down? And if they do, if you get on I eighty and like right now, they're closing it down because of the weather, do you get your money back? Just tossing that out there. All right. Coming up, if all goes well at about 920, your Senator Cynthia Lummis from Wyoming is coming on the program. She wants to talk about a couple of bipartisan bills she's trying to get through. 914's the time, Wake Up Wyoming.
0: All across Wyoming, Wake Up Wyoming, with Glenn Woods on K2 Radio. Join in at 888 97 Woods or the Wake Up Wyoming Mobile App.
1: 920 is the time it's Wake Up Wyoming. Hey, how about that, Miss Mary? I mean, I came back like boom. 920. Now, for those of you listening, you're probably on a little bit of a delay. But in my studio, I'm supposed to come back for Cynthia Lummis at 920. And, man, hit that post. Just bang. Okay. While we're waiting, she is running a bit late, which I'm used to. Because we're talking about your Wyoming Senator Cynthia Lummis. Senators are constantly called away for votes and stuff like that. So she's trying to get to us if she can. Uh let me see. I'm not saying 100 sure she's on. The, okay, sending her through. This might be her right now. Is this Senator Lemus? Uh, not quite. She's one
7: more minute. So one
1: sorry. more minute. Okay. I tell you what. I will <laughs> just go ahead and continue talking on the air, and just have her say hello okay. when she comes on. Okay.
7: Great. Thank you. Okay. So much.
1: Sounds perfect. Okay. So that's one of her helpers over there. Now while we're waiting for her, I started looking up. What you guys are talking about when it comes to toll roads around the United States. Because all sorts of people are saying to me, well, uh, there's I-80, I-90 across Indiana. That's a toll road. Well, here's how they're classified. And this is where you get into bureaucracy and it gets a little strange. So there's Interstate 95 in New Hampshire. Here's what it says. Interstate highway on the east coast of the United States connecting Florida to Maine within the state of New Hampshire... It serves as a seacoast region and is a toll road named the Blue Star Turnpike. See, what they do, and, and this is as I started reading all sorts of other Interstate 95 in Maine. There's another one. Uh, a lot of these are bridges and, and places like that. But in most cases, what they do is they reclassify the road. So can you toll an interstate? No. But if you reclassify it as a turnpike, yes. So, in other words, what it takes to make Interstate 80 a toll road across Wyoming would be to reclassify the thing as a different kind of road so they can get away with it, which I always thought was kind of funny. It reminds me of, for example, Obama scare, the Unaffordable Care Act. What they did there is uh, the court did is, no, we can't have a fine, but we can call it a tax. But isn't that the same thing? Yes, we're just going to call it something else. You know, that's... (laughs) So that's what they do. If if somebody were to pass, if Wyoming were to say, we're going to make I-80 a toll road, then we got to get a hold of the feds and say, we want to toll this thing for this length. And it may be the whole thing. It may not be whatever the case is. You, know, you may have several toll gates, or you may just have one at either... What, However they want to do it, because people get on and off that thing at all sorts of different places. So they would have to, at that point, get with the feds and have it reclassified as perhaps a turnpike or some other kind of road. Then they can go ahead and say, oh, now we can toll it, just because they changed the definition of the thing. That's how bureaucracy works for you. But in most cases... Um, they don't have an interstate that's supposed to be something that was paid by your taxes and they're never supposed to put any kind of a toll road on it or for that matter anything that would slow you down in any way in many cases in order to pay for a bridge yeah so there's places I have a list here of toll interstate sections and in many cases in some of your busier uh, cities They have an interstate running right through the city. Like I-95 runs right up through New York City, right up through Brooklyn. And they might go ahead and put a toll road on there because they got to pay for a bridge. Right. So the bridge is told, and they reclassify just for the bridge section. Then you go back to interstate. So that's how they would work that out. And I'm still getting more notes on this. But, yeah, the toll rates would be interesting, too. This is all supposed to go to help pay for Interstate 80. I'm still of the opinion, though, that you should be able to get a refund. If you get out there, considering how often 80 is closed, which a good section of it is right now, should they get out there on Interstate 80 or you get out there and they close the road and you're stuck out there, that's li- like about 1,000 truckers were over the course of the past, well, the whole weekend, then those guys should be able to ask for a refund. How about that? But <laughs> <laughs> Do I have uh, do I Lomas on with me right now, Senator?
7: You too. and I was just listening to okay. that. I, re- I, I recently spent uh, a night at the Outlaw Inn in Rock Springs because yeah. I got to Interstate 80 and uh, it was closed. Yeah, and,
1: okay. So you uh, should get your money back on that. Have- I mean, why would you pay for that? <laughs> <laughs> I'm so glad, John, but we have just a few minutes left because you're, you're busy. I know that. I wanted to get real quick to the bipartisan housing bill and letter about gas stoves in the United States and me having the right to do what I want to do with my own home. Yeah, it, it, it's unbelievable that
7: we're talking about this. But there are reports that the U.S. Consumer Product Safety Commission wants to ban gas stoves and ranges. And so I led a letter along with nine of my colleagues demanding answers from uh, the Consumer Product Safety Commission. Mm -hmm. And several people have reached out uh, from Wyoming to our office with concerns about the ban and how it would impact people. My gosh, it would impact almost everyone I know. Yeah. Um, not only it, it, it should the government have no role in these types of decisions, but gas stoves and rangers are cheaper. Mm-hmm. They have lower utility bills. Uh, they're less likely to result in a cooking fire than an electric stove. So for a product safety commission uh, to be emphasizing climate change policy over product safety, Yeah. It, it, it's just un-American. This is crazy.
1: I think part of the problem that we have, and you and I have talked about this before, is uh, Congress has given too much authority to the bureaucracy. Basically, Congress writes an outline of a law and hands it to the bureaucracy and say, you write the rules to make this happen. Well, you just gave them carte blanche to write whatever they want, and this is what you get out of it.
7: Well, it, they're morphing They're Uh, congressional charter and role. They're Mm -hmm. molding it into something it was never intended to be. And Glenn, that's happening all over the federal government Mm -hmm. with Biden uh, climate policies.
1: Right. We have to shrink and shut down the bureaucracy because it's now the fourth unelected branch of government. We sent you there to pass stuff, not them.
7: Well, and the good news is that... uh, Uh, House Republicans are now in charge. Mm. Uh, So at least uh, one side of the U.S. Capitol building uh, is in a position to shine a light on these kinds of uh, morphing of uh, uh, goals and functions and roles. Uh, And so we can use the power of the purse. To address it.
1: I have a very short period of time, but you wanted to get in. What was this about limiting the power of the IRS on third party payment platforms? I'm not familiar with that.
7: Well, uh, certainly for starters, we want to um, make sure that the 87,000 IRS agents are um, not allowed to. take office. This is the uh, craziest way to get at regular uh, people's pocketbooks, and it just irritates me. Um, And then um, I also joined my colleagues, including John Barrasso, to introduce the SNOOP Act. Now, that legislation would uh, strike the tax code provision Inserted by the Biden administration in what they called the American Rescue Plan, and it requires third-party payment platforms to report business transactions totaling more than six hundred to the IRS. Oh, lord! So, another effort to snoop on Americans sure. and how they're spending money. Here's what and we've got to do. The- we're, we're-
1: Up against the clock, news is about to interrupt us. Next time you're in the state, in town, make some time to come in so we can sit down for about an hour, you and I. And you and I and the listeners have a nice long conversation about the work you're doing up there.
7: I love it. I will.
6: Thank okay. You so Thank much. you. I
1: appreciate the time that you did provide for us. Coming up on nine thirty, I hate that. Well, she was a bit late, so we did what we could. Coming up on nine thirty, local news coming your way, and update on your weather forecast, open phones, Triple ninety seven Woods, Wake Up, Wyoming.
0: This is Wake Up Wyoming with Glenn Woods on K2 Radio. Be part of the show at 888-97-WOODS.
1: 9.36 36 the time. It's Wake Up Wyoming. My name is Glenn Woods. Thanks for joining me. So uh, President Biden is being slammed at the end of the COVID-19 thing here. Uh, he's once again trying to pass a story off. Let me see. Let me get past the COVID one. What was the one? There is a story that Biden has been telling. Here we go. An Amtrak story. That's the one I'm looking for. So, Fox Across America host Jimmy Fallon mocked uh, President Biden for once again repeating the story about an Amtrak employee Monday. That's been long debunked by fact checkers on Fox and Friends. Uh, Fallon, not Fallon, accused, uh, criticized. The media for ignoring Biden's gaffes and his just lies. So he said this is disturbing stuff. Biden's Amtrak story, it's like a large Marge Wee's Big Adventure. Peewee goes in and mentions someone who had died 12 years ago. Everybody's like, what's wrong with this guy? But in this case, he's the president of the United States, and it's the shame on the other networks for not calling it out. A story that Biden has talked about. And let's see if I can I'm going to give it a try here. See if I can go ahead and play this. If this is the story where he talks about and then, well, I got to wait. Okay, got to wait for something to play here. But uh, again, there's a story about an Amtrak employee that he's brought up before. But there's other lies that he's told over the years, and I've given you a long list of Biden lies that I've played many times over the years, and he just keeps bringing up and making up the same stories. And what gets me is. There was a time way back when that Biden was called out on his lies by the media, but not so much anymore.
2: Our intention is to
3: run again. That's been our intention, regardless of what the outcome of this election yeah, see, was. This
1: is about him running um, again.
3: And uh, the fact
1: that we won. This is won. painful. Always. We, I didn't we run. The fact that the Democratic Party outperformed anything. Yeah, okay, he's going on about something else here. If I can get the, I'm running out of time. If I can get the Amtrak story for you tomorrow, I will so we can review what that was. But let's go back in time just a bit.
7: There is one less candidate in the race for the presidency tonight. Delaware Senator Joseph Biden dropped out of the hunt today saying the disclosures about his plagiarism in law school and his exaggerations about his academic record made it impossible for him to continue.
1: I do it with incredible reluctance. And it makes me angry. I'm angry with myself for having been put in the position, put myself in the position, of having to make this choice.
7: The Delaware Democrat is the second candidate to be forced from the race by questions of character and integrity. Gary Hart dropped out.
1: So there were times when the press actually covered Biden honestly. And when he was caught in a lie, it was actually the news media that caught him, but then later on, they just quit doing that for whatever reason. Especially when he was vice president, now that he's president.
0: Of the course. new questions stem from we taped remarks of, of Biden States. during an April
1: campaign appearance in New Hampshire. I went to law school on a full academic scholarship, the only one in my in my class uh, that have a full academic scholarship. Went back to law school and in fact ended up in the top half of my class. I was the outstanding student in the political science department at the end of my year. I graduated with three degrees from undergraduate school and hundred 165 credits, only eight hundred and twenty-three credits. Biden now concedes he did not graduate in the top half of his law school class, that he does not have three degrees from college, and that he was not named outstanding political science student in college. Newsweek says Biden actually went to
0: school on a half scholarship, ended up near the bottom of his class, and won only one degree, not three.
3: Joe Biden ranked 76th in a class of 85 at the University of
0: Syracuse Law School. I mean, this guy comes off this whole thing as a flyweight. Now, Biden says Newsweek is right. His memory had failed him.
1: His memory has failed him. That was the case. Because he sounded very specific when he was telling that guy off. But his memory just failed him. And that's the okay. Now, I want you to imagine. This is easy to do. This is too easy. I feel lazy doing this. So imagine that President Trump had had done something like that, made up a bunch of stories like that, what would you be hearing from the press immediately? Okay, well, obviously, right? But you let Obama, how many times did Obama just completely lie about his record and so many other things? Okay. How many times have the Clintons, both of them, lied and been caught? And Okay. So there are certain people that the news media will go after hardcore and some they don't. Now, you've known this for a long time, but I think it's just important that it's called out. And I think the difficult part, we're oftentimes talking in an echo chamber here and preaching to the choir. The hard part is letting people outside that echo chamber uh, know and hear these stories. And it is hard to convince them. I remember some years ago, I had said that, yeah, Hillary Clinton needs to be in jail on multiple charges. And somebody called the show and asked, like, what? What has she ever done? Oh, dear Lord. And that's back when the Hillary document scandal was running full force. And yet, how much of news media actually covered it? How many Americans ever even heard the story? This is what we're dealing with. It helps to have the internet to get around the media. But again, unfortunately, so often not just me, but you out there as well, we're often talking to people who already know and already agree. And that's not the people we really need to reach with stories like this. Stories like like the Biden-Amtrak story, which I'll get into tomorrow if I can. 942 Wake Up Wyoming.
0: On K2 Radio, got something to say? Chat him on the Wake Up Wyoming mobile app or call 888-97-WOODS. 9.48
1: is the time. It's Wake Up, Wyoming. Off to the icebox we go to talk to Frank Gambino. Okay, Frank, we're going to find out what kind of a guy you are here. Ready for this?
3: Well, yeah. Uh,
1: You're going to go have some bacon. Do you want it uh, floppy or crispy or extra crispy?
3: Well, I I like a little bit on the floppy, but but it's got to be a little bit crispy, too. So it's kind of like an in-between thing, but not like...
1: Right, right. You don't want shatter bacon, as one no, of my no, friends no, no. calls it. You want just okay somewhere in the middle. Yeah. I, I'm with you on that. By the way, best bacon in Wyoming at a restaurant. Go to Lula Bell's in Gillette. Okay, uh, they. You walk into the place and you think not much of a restaurant here. Have breakfast here. Order the bacon. You've never had bacon like this, and it's big, <laughs> thick. You know. So, okay. Now, yeah. Now we're talking. Now. Uh, Someone's making you a steak. Now, a friend of mine in Gillette, DJ, Mm -hmm. how do you want your steak? And I said, in front of me. (laughs) (laughs) I don't care. Just cook it. And and I like variety. So I don't always want it done exactly the same way. How do you do your steak? Medium rare. Medium rare. Okay. Usually when asked by a waitress, I'll just go ahead and say medium rare. Yeah. Yeah. But honestly, I mean, if you did it well or medium or it's still breathing, I'll still eat it because it's a steak and it's in front of me. (laughs)
3: Right, but you you have a choice, Glenn. I mean, I do, but w- so, well done I think but
1: is my just... choice is I like variety. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. So all right. <clears throat> I'm making you a cup of coffee. Okay. How am I doing this? Oh, um to the machine. Okay. No, uh, for me, I like a really dark roast, bold coffee, You, I brew it thick, you've had my coffee. Oh, yeah, that's great. Yeah. Well, then again, yeah, yeah, the coffee, I brewed it at about like 2.30 in the morning, and by the time you get here, it's been sitting there a while.
3: It's, it's okay. I microwave yeah. it. It's yeah, just it's fine. Okay.
1: But then, uh, so it's it's a bold, dark roast coffee, I brew it thick, and I don't put anything in it. So what do you do? Um, just,
3: uh, I, I, we have those bags of sugar. Just a half a bag yeah. per cup, and that's it.
1: Okay. No half, cream, half no, no, no milk, no But nothing. you do like to take that edge off of the bitter. Yes. I got you. Okay. All right. Now, some of my friends look at me like I'm really a weirdo. Well, for many reasons, but for this particular. So let's say I put a nice big uh, bowl of ice cream in front of you. Mm-hmm. Now, for me, I let the ice cream sit there for a moment until it gets just a little mushy.
3: No, I want, I want it before it's mushy. Okay. Okay. So, so what I normally have, to be honest with you, is the little you know ice cream bars. Yeah, you know, like like the Klondike bars, sure, the, sure. the 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 Fat Boy bars. Yeah, but you know, they but once they get mushy, then it's you know you you gotta.
1: Well, you that's know. why I say just because uh, I don't like really hard ice cream, but I just like that little extra mush in it. So it's a, I don't want it to turn to liquid for God's sake. No, it's no, no, it's not no, ice cream anymore. No. Then I'm drinking it, whatever yeah. the hell it's supposed to be. Okay, sweet or unsweet tea. Oh, sweet. Okay. Now, this is where, since I was raised down south... I'm looked at like I'm just some outcast because I like unsweet tea. I don't have a sweet tooth.
3: Oh, I don't understand that. Mm. Men's college hoops tonight: the Whamming Cowboys with a home game in Laramie. Meeting Fresno State. Both of these teams uh, looking for some daylight here. UW sits at six and fourteen overall. They're one and seven in Mountain West play. That puts the Pokes in the basement of the Mountain West, and Fresno State is near the bottom too. They're seven and thirteen overall, three and six in Mountain West play. The Bulldogs beat the Cowboys back in December. Eight o'clock tip from the Arena Auditorium tonight. We'll have that. For you on K2 Radio in Casper and KCGY in Laramie, Wyoming, Calgor basketball team with a home game in Laramie on Thursday, taking on San Jose State. Calgor's coming off a really nice road win over Boise State on Saturday on the road, sixty nine sixty two. So they're fourteen and seven overall, seven and three in Mountain West Conference play. Melina Peterson was named the Mountain West Conference Freshman of the Week. She threw in seventeen points against Boise and another ten points on the on the road in their win over Utah State. Douglas native Allison Fertig named the league's Player of the Week. Fifteen points and twelve rebounds versus Utah State. 13 points, nine rebounds against Boise State. In junior college basketball, the Casper College women are rated 19th in the country this week. They are 19 and 3. They'll be at home tomorrow night to meet Easter women from Torrington. Casper College men sit at 16 and 5. They will host EWC tomorrow as well. The L Triple C men out of Cheyenne, 11 and 7. They'll have a row game at Powell coming up tomorrow. And the L Triple C women will be at Northwestern Powell tomorrow as well. And the Golden Eagles are 15 and 5. High school basketball, some teams played over the weekend and some did not, thanks to those gnarly row conditions. From WildPreps.com, here are the team standings as of now for the ladies: Laramie is 14 and one, East is 12 and one, Central nine and four, Natrona seven and six, Kelly Walls two and nine, South is one and thirteen, Glenrock four and six, Burns is seven and nine, and Midwest is one and eight. On the boys' side, Cheyenne East is twelve is twelve and two, Central is twelve and three, Laramie nine and six, Natrona five and seven, Kelly Walls four and seven, Cheyenne South four and ten, Glenrock six and five, Burns four and twelve, and Midwest is two and twelve. High school cross country. Owen Burnett, who runs for Mountain View, is the Gatorade Athlete of the Year in that sport. He's the reigning 3A state champion with a time of 16.04.37 in that championship race. Burnett is one of the premier distance runners in the state in track and field. He competes for Kemmerer. And Burnett is the defending 3A state champion in the 1600 and the 3200-meter runs. That's in
1: sports. So as a sports fan, do you support your team no matter how long they suck? Or is there a certain time limit where you know it's been like twenty years? We're done.
3: Well, you know, you you, you support them, but not nearly as much as, as much. you do when they win. Yeah. Because if, if you can't be naive about
1: this, right? If
3: your team sucks, yeah, admit it.
1: Okay, just say it. Yeah, don't, okay. Don't go.
3: Well, uh, I love my team, but they suck. Okay. You know, all right. And, and I've rooted for teams my whole life that have just
1: been horrible. Awful. Okay. But what if, now let's say I got a team. You like the team. You, you root yeah, yeah, for yeah, them. Yeah. But then one day they hire that one guy that you just hate. Do you still love your team? Well, you put up with them. Because sometimes I've noticed that people, you know, they, they love a certain actor until they find out something bad about that actor, then they can never watch him in a movie again. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So. The, yeah. <laughs> kind of figure sports can be the same you know, way, no, right? pretty much, yeah. yeah. All right. Thank you, Frank. Coming up on some local, now we know a little bit more about Frank Ambino. Local business, Newstime, national, local, weather forecast, Wake Up, Wyoming.
2: Reliable.